Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, friends. This is Matthias Roberts, and you're listening to Queerology, a podcast on belief and being. This is episode five. You hear from from preachers and pulpits, oh, you have to die to yourself. And a lot of times that's aimed at queer people saying, oh, you have to die to these sinful desires and you have to give those things up in order to live a Christ-filled life. And, and it's been my experience that, that that is not the case. There's something about being present with who you are. You start to see what really does need to die. A few years ago, I lived in a tiny little town in northwest Arkansas. Uh, this is the town that I came out in. And through that course of coming out, I was invited to uh, these rainbow dinners that uh, a lot of the queer people in the community had, uh, where we would, it was like a potluck, we would bring dishes, fellowship, it was great. Uh, and there I met one of my best friends, uh, Abby Robbins. Uh, in that course of coming out, I started practicing yoga. Uh, it was kind of a practice led by one of the ladies at, uh, my church and, uh, I invited Abby to one of the yoga classes and she kind of took to it, took off with it. And, and over the course of the past few years, she's done yoga teacher training. Uh, she's now become a yoga therapist. Uh, and, uh, when I moved to Seattle, she moved to Austin and now has a practice there, uh, working to help people heal their bodies their minds their souls through the tools that yoga offers. I, I thought that inviting Abby onto the podcast would be incredible because she has such a beautiful perspective on the importance of our bodies uh, and what it means to do embodied theology, to let our bodies speak, uh, to move our theology from being simply this kind of heady exercise into using the entirety of our bodies within our spiritual practices. I know I say this every episode, but it is really good stuff. So let's dive in. Abby! Matthias! <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Excited to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm super excited to to hang out and talk with you. Yeah. Uh, so this is a question I ask everyone to start off with, uh, and you can interpret it however you want. It's kind of a two, two-part question. Uh, how do you identify? Uh, and then what role... Uh, has your faith tradition played in your identity formation? Well, I I identify as queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for people who don't necessarily understand uh, what queer means, which tends to be a lot of people I run into, yeah. um, I, you know, gay or lesbian uh, feel equally legitimate to mm-hmm. me, but... Um, I prefer queer for its uh, openness. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what I'd go with. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally feel like my 
you know, kind of my coming out story is, is reverse from most queer people of faith mm. that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, most people that I know, the story is like, you know, deeply committed to Christ and to uh, their faith or maybe not necessarily Christ, but to their faith, mm-hmm. and then realizing over time that they were, um, you know, not straight, whatever their, uh, you know, identity might be. Um, and my my story is definitely the reverse. Like, I, while I grew up religious, I kind of left the church and kind of didn't have anything to do with it uh, for quite some time mm-hmm. um, and didn't want anything to do with it. And uh, it wasn't until after I came out and really started to accept and own my sexuality that uh, I was kind of led back into my faith. Mm. Um, And I feel very fortunate that the way I was led into that um, kind of eased a lot of the tension that is there that's held by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that's, that's a tension that I don't necessarily experience. Um, or at least, at least to a very, very uh, minimal degree. Yeah. And so, you know, I definitely feel like both my faith and my identity at this point um, are something that I'm very, very comfortable with. Um, and so they're not something that I necessarily see influencing each other. I guess. Right. Yeah. In, in some, you know, like it doesn't feel like this one thing is making me see this thing in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, which of course, of course it is because right. someone else isn't seeing it this way. Um, I guess, I guess what, what really stands out to me is um, kind of going back to the, the openness of being queer. Um, I've come to really experience in my life, the, the openness of, mm. of Christ, like mm-hmm. the kind of open-endedness of, of God and the universe. Mm. Um, and, you know, and kind of finding that through an old, an older faith tradition that, you know, I grew up with is very closed, closed mm. off and very closed minded. Yeah. Um, you know, experiencing this kind of more open, sexuality and this more open faith has definitely brought uh a lot more light into my life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah so that would that would be how i answer those two questions right yeah (laughs) i i think that's i think that's something that so many of us who identify as queer people can identify with like that kind of finding a new way of practicing yeah. that's open, that's much more open yeah. than what we grew up with. And um, feels so much more real and right. so much more deep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really feel like I've, I've moved into uh, a very, very expansive um, way of, of seeing the world and opening up mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you teach yoga. I do. I do teach yeah. yoga, <laughs> <laughs> which adds another uh, an, another element of of openness to uh, to my faith experience. Totally. Um, you know, there there are still plenty of people in in the Christian tradition uh, who who think yoga is devil worship. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just kind of 
I'm I'm going against all the grains. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Just pushing up against everything. <laughs> yeah, why not? Just right. go for it. Might as well go all out. Yeah. So tell me about that. Tell me about yoga. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's something that it, it's. I, I mean, I know you were friends, and I know that it's it's super ingrained into your life, into the way you practice your spirituality. Uh, yeah, your queerness is engaged in it. Uh, and it's something that's a very holistic part of who you are. Uh, yeah. So, so tell me about that. Tell tell us about that. It's... Um, I mean, it's definitely yoga is so huge. Mm. I mean, I mean, again, going back to this idea of just you know an expanse, um, it it is definitely something that is integrated um, into every aspect of my life. And if it's not. Uh, if it's not, then it, the goal is for it to be, you know, if there are still places that um, I am not practicing these, uh, you know, if I'm not practicing these things in different areas of my life, then I'm definitely um, hoping to become aware of those things mm-hmm. and, and, and open into it. Um, but yeah, it definitely, uh, yoga kind of in, in, you know, long story short, yoga brought me back to my faith. Mm. Um, I I wouldn't have a faith, and I, I wouldn't have much of a life if if it weren't for yoga. Um, mm. I you know I was kind of, I was I was dragged to a class um, in the middle of a really really hard time uh, in my life mm. where I was definitely at the end of just about every rope I had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the practice of being present with my body um, and being present in my body mm-hmm. completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that uh, I had never experienced in my adult life. Uh, you know, I had no real conscious experience of it nothing that i remembered um like it yeah and just kind of it it really did bring me back into my body um and i found yoga shortly after kind of um coming to terms with my sexuality Mm. um and so it, it was almost like going in and and you know i say that you know, me realizing that I was queer um, was like somebody turning on the light in a crowded room. Mm. You know, it was dark before and there was all this stuff laying around and I was constantly tripping over it and, um, you know, not able to find my way without stubbing my toe. Right. And, you know, realizing that I was queer was like turning on the light. Mm. And then practicing yoga was like organizing the room. Um, and so it really kind of, I don't know, it softened my experience of my body. Um, something that was, that was very, either didn't happen at all ever, or it was very, very harsh. It was something that, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't appreciate my body. I didn't like my body. Um, I felt a lot of shame around my body for, many, many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and yoga allowed me the space to, to step back into my body and, and learn to love it and learn to uh, 
uh, to respect it and to treat it like, like it is my, my temple. Mm. Um, mm. and it, and it was through that, that, um, it, I mean, it almost seems like second nature that, um, my practice brought me to my faith. Yeah. Um, you know, it, when you when you step back into your body, you realize how much more there is in the universe. And I got a really clear picture of you know what I personally needed to mm. be to be healthy, and mm. um, a lot of it had to do with kind of returning home in some sense, and and returning to the faith that I grew up with, mm-hmm. um, kind of my roots. Right. Uh, but, but going much, much deeper. Hmm. It's, it's such an interesting, uh, concept because I think, you know, in so much of Christian or at least in modern Christian tradition, uh, there's kind of a fear of the body, uh, and we're taught oh, yes. to not trust our bodies. We're taught that our bodies are quote unquote, Sinful. the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that is the, this locus that will take us away from mm-hmm. truth, away from God. Uh, yeah. And yet it sounds like for you, like that's been exactly the opposite. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, th- that couldn't be farther from my experience. Um, and, and, you know, what I've, learned and what I've studied as I've come back to my faith and I feel so blessed to be, um, to be like working out my faith in a community that is incredibly supportive and incredibly, um, incredibly deep and incredibly, um, open and, and very, very wise. Um, the church that I found here in Austin is, is, uh, I, I really don't have any words for it, but yeah, it's when when I visited with you, like it's one of my favorite churches that I have ever been to ever. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, mm. it's it's. I mean, it's really it's really really incredible. And one of the things that they, you know, one of the things that they talk about um, quite frequently um, is you know we have three we have essentially three parts. We have a body, we have a mind, and we have a heart or mm. or emotions, um, and. And those things must be engaged with equally. They must be in balance. Mm. Um, And so there can't be this forgetting of the body or this shaming of the body. Um, Mostly because we only exist in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, Any, you know, when when you come down to it, any sensation that you feel, um, whether it's, you know, a, a, a tickle on your foot or you stub your toe mm-hmm. or um, you feel that warmth in your heart, you, all of these sensations take place in your body. Right. There, There is no place else that you experience life, which means there is no place else that you can experience God. Exactly, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it has to be in the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, the... You know the God experiences that I remember as as a child and and a young adult um, in in the faith that I had were very uh, you know heady hmm. experiences. They were very um, 
what you would call high up or like mountaintop experiences. Right. And, and, you know, everybody's had those, these kind of deep emotional experiences. Um, but they're, they're very fleeting Mm -hmm. and they don't have this, the, the, the weight or the staying power that the experience of an embodied spirituality Mm -hmm. has. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and through my practice and through studying, uh, in this community, I've, I've begun to experience that. Mm -hmm. I've began to have that in my life Mm -hmm. and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It, It makes me think of, uh, there's a theologian named Rowan Williams, uh, who is the former Archbishop of Canterbury. Uh, and in one of his books, he writes, uh, only the body saves the soul, uh, yes. which is, is yes. such a provocative statement. But then he, he goes on to say pretty much exactly what you're saying is like, our body is the only place where we experience God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's true and we can't get away from yeah. that yeah yeah i mean there's no there's no escaping the body mm-hmm. um you know and 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 we we try to do it in our i mean in this culture especially we are constantly trying to escape the body i mean we you know even even down to like you know putting all of our attention you know into a screen that's in our hands mm-hmm. you know we've We've built these worlds um, that, you know, only exist in a computer, right. and and we live with, you know, ninety percent of our attention there, you know, and that's that's if we're doing well. That's a, that's on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we're not we're not watching where we drive. We're not thinking about how our body feels as we move. We're not, you know, feeling our chest expand as we breathe. Um, you know, we, we want to escape the body. And, mm. and I think a lot of it has to do with, with the shame and, and the, the pain that is associated with our bodies. I think, mm. especially as queer people, yeah. um, and you were talking about, you know, in, in kind of this modern Christian tradition, there is, you know, so much, you know, escaping of the body. And I think that, you know, in, in a lot of ways, like Puritanism kind of did a number on on the body and, mm-hmm. and how we experience it. And, and I think that's kind of universal um, in our culture, oh, yeah. um, in the United States especially. And, and then I think that, you know, I really believe that that shame and that kind of, you know, model is, is you know, exponentially worse for queer people, yeah. Um, whether they claim faith or not, and then the claiming of faith then just amplifies it that much more. Absolutely, uh, because they should know better, right? You know, we we should, you know, like you should know better than to than to, you know, organize your life uh, around sex, you know, around this this physical need of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I think that's one reason why yoga is so um, important for for any queer person, uh, but especially queer people of faith. Yeah. Um, just kind of finding your way back into your body in a way that's safe and a way um, that allows you the space 
to accept who you really are and where you really are mm-hmm. and, and how you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's such a, it feels like a reclaiming in a way of, of it taking back. Very much. Yeah. What's mine. Yeah. Of like, this is, this is my body. Uh, yeah. And... This is my temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, and it's doubly, it's doubly that like, I mean, it is a reclaiming, so that we can begin to live in our bodies again. But it's also, I mean, it's a reclaiming of our body for God, for Christ, mm. you know, that, that we can, that we can, you know, have Christ live our lives in our bodies, mm. like, and, and to, to be present to that happening, um, you know, is such, is such a powerful experience, you know, to, yeah. You know, we can't, you can't be embodied. You can't have Christ living through you if, you know, if nobody's home, if nobody's in the body. Right. Yeah. It's so it's, it's, it's the exact opposite of that kind of idea of emptying yourself up, giving up everything that you have in order to, to, at the expense of yourself. Instead, it sounds like it's a, a flowing in and a filling, a filling up so that then you can overflow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and there is, there is, you know, especially in, you know, in this kind of new understanding of Christianity that I've, that I've been given and through my understanding of yoga, there is a lot of this, um, you know, dying to self, Mm -hmm. but it is absolutely nothing like what you think it looks like. Mm. Um, you know, you, you hear from, from preachers and pulpits, oh, you have to die to yourself. And a lot of times that's aimed at queer people saying, oh, well, you have to die to these sinful desires and you have to give those things up in order to live a Christ-filled life. And, and, and it's been my experience that that, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there's something about being present with who you are, you start to see what really does need to die. Mm. You know, what, what parts of you really do need to, you know, be thrown on the fire. And, and you see the parts of you that are at your core Mm -hmm. and, and that are your gifts and your blessings, not curses. Right. They're, they're the things that, you know, you are supposed to live out in the world in order that, that Christ, that Christ's life is lived more fully Mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, like I wouldn't be this, you know, female queer Christian yoga instructor if Christ didn't need another female queer Christian yoga instructor in the world. Like this, this is what I'm doing to expand the body of Christ, yeah. you know, in, in that sense, mm-hmm. like there is a, you know, a need for people to be who they really are in order for the body of Christ to be f- filled, you yes. know, for, in order for this to, to come to a completion, we must be living who we really are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. 
that's, I mean, and that's just something that has been so huge for me in realizing is like, you know, everyone is who they are for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we all have things in our personalities and, and that we don't like. And right. usually those are the things we have to learn to accept and not the things that we have to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are plenty of things in our personalities that we really love that, that actually do need to go, that yeah. we do need to, you know, die to. Yeah. Um, so, so tell me more about yoga itself. Cause so, yeah, I mean, it, so this is this idea of, cause I, I would imagine there's probably a lot of different ideas about like what yoga is like for those of us who've maybe practiced once or twice, uh, or who've never gone to a yoga practice before, like when you're talking about yoga, like what do, what do you mean by that? Oh, you know, it, it kind of depends on, on who I'm talking to yeah. and, um, you know, and the, and the conversation there are, there are kind of two different, um, schools of thought around yoga and I'm currently, uh, training to become a yoga therapist. And in mm. one of our, uh, sessions we talked, you know, we were kind of addressing this question because it's something that, you know, we have to be prepared to answer. Right. Um, and there are essentially two yoga in a big sense is two different things. Um, mm. yoga is an experience. Yoga is the, the experience of, uh, being present in the body mm-hmm. and, and being so present in the body and so deeply connected with your mind, your emotions, like your mind, your heart, your body, um, that you experience the being present with all, all creation. Mm. So essentially, it is it is the experience of of union. Yoga comes from the word yoke, like to 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 bring together. Um, and so it is it's this experience, you know. And and then the the flip side of that coin is is yoga is also the set of tools that you have. Um, that's you know something around four thousand years old that help you achieve the, the experience. Hmm. Um, so a lot of times you hear people talking about the tools of yoga, like the, the postures or the breathing techniques or different types of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people are talking about the experience of yoga. So like what all of those tools bring you to. Um, and, and so, to me, you kind of walk that line between talking about two different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you do have to kind of break it down. Um, because even in the the tools side of it, you have different takes. Like you do have this kind of body aspect um, with the physical postures um, and the breathing exercises. And you have this like mind and emotional element um, w- with meditation and, and with breathing. Um, and also in the eight limbs of yoga, they also talk about like tenants to live your life by. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like nonviolence and non-attachment and, um, you know, always telling the truth and, and things like that. So you have, 
um, kind of these high-minded principles, at, you know, all the way down to, you know, basically put your body in this position and stay there. Right. Um, so it's it's a very broad it's a very broad topic. And so when someone asks what yoga is, I usually avoid the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, let's let's talk about let's talk less about what and more about why. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that, and that tends, that tends to, to be a lot more effective conversation, Mm -hmm. um, because yoga is, is very, very broad. Mm -hmm. Um, and because yoga is so broad, it it can answer a lot of, of why questions. Um, like why, why do you need yoga or what is it about your current situation that, that needs to change or, or what, what are you hoping to get out of this? Um, and then that kind of dictates, you know, essentially what part of yoga I, I can bring to them or I, I, I talk about mm. um, when we get a little bit more focused. Because if you if you want to, you know, if you want to start managing your emotional states, you know, uh, dealing with depression and anxiety, um, yoga can help you do that. Um, if right. you want to, if you want to you know, if you want to lose weight, I mean, people talk about that all the time, like yoga can help you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not in the way that you expect, but it does help you do that. If, if you are at an unhealthy weight, mm-hmm. uh, or not, not your body's ideal weight, that's a, that's a better way to put that, mm-hmm. um, healthy, healthy looks a lot of different ways. And yeah. so that's, that's a really touchy subject for a lot of people. But if, if your ideal body weight, like your body's ideal body weight, I should preface. Mm. Um, if you are out of that range, yoga can help you come back into that. Um, you know, if, if you want to be more focused, if you want to stop forgetting where you put your keys, um, and start remembering to lock the back door, cause that's what I forget all the time. And that's why <laughs> I practice yoga. <laughs> um, you know, you, it can help you with that right. so to be more focused and to be more present. Um, so that's that's what I talk about when I talk about yoga is is trying to get more specific about what what a person uh, needs in their life and and then how yoga can help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's not just like a. I think sometimes people hear about yoga and and all the things that it helps with and get skeptical and like, well, how how can it really do those things? But I mean, the reality is the research is there behind it. Like, yeah. And more and more is pouring in every day. Yeah. Um, you know, there, and there are, there are plenty of, of amazing, uh, resources and books that, uh, one of my favorites is, is the science of yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, by, I believe it's William J. Broad. Um, and he's very, uh, he comes in very skeptical, um, and very critical. And he definitely debunks a lot of the things that, that yogis say, um, right. and he says, well, that's not exactly true. And this is why, and here's what the studies show. Um, and then he comes in and actually confirms a lot of things, um, a lot more than you'd expect mm-hmm. and saying, well, the studies say this and these studies say, yeah, that's, that's true. Like you can do those things with yoga. Um, and you know, and that was written several years ago and right you know, the studies were even older and there's new studies continuing to pour in uh, around yoga, yeah. um, kind of confirming a lot of things that, you know, yogis have known for a very long time. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of those things It's like, 
an, another proof that these ancient traditions that people really knew what they were doing and yeah it's yeah i mean we've in i took a class on interpersonal neurobiology uh, last spring and yeah and we talked so much about yoga and and read so much about yoga about how vastly important it is to practice both as a person and as a, a therapist uh, because people found they found that people who were practicing yoga and meditation like therapists who practice that their clients actually healed faster than the mm, therapists yeah. who didn't yeah they uh, did and which is fascinating because it, it shows how much how can how interconnected we all are too and when one of us are doing our own work it impacts yeah. every other person that you're around just the space it creates for other people to, to find healing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what it is. I, you and I, you and I, you know, grew up doing yoga at new tribe and, right. and the little catchphrases like becoming who we really are mm -hmm. for the benefit of all, right. You know, when, when I am centered and when I am in the right place, you know, I'm no longer reactive to the things outside of me, you know, when, when traffic is terrible or, uh, you know, when I, when my boss is upset at work or when my dog is barking in the backyard, <laughs> I don't, you heard her earlier, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ziggy's great, but like, I don't, I don't have to react. Mm-hmm. You know, it's essentially, it's like, it's like unwiring all of my buttons that used to get pushed all the time. Mm. And, and if I don't have these buttons that get pushed, I'm not, I'm not getting irritated and I'm not pushing other people's buttons. Right. You know, and, and there is this like huge expanse you know like i i don't know the research that you were reading about um about therapists and and yoga but i know in my personal experience um the the things that i am able to welcome into my life are are so much bigger now than than before i started practicing yeah um just the 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 pain and the vulnerability that, that I can experience in my own body and, and that I can allow myself to experience. Um, and then the ways in which I'm able to sit with other people um, and, and to be open and, and to welcome it and to hold it and to hold space for it. Um, you know, I was, I was, that was impossible yeah. before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i was i have a couple friends that i'm sure if you talk to and you know they would and like listen to me talk now they would be like what the hell is she talking about <laughs> like she was so uptight and she mm -hmm. was so needy and she was so uh you know moody and volatile like you know all of these things i look back and i'm like wow you know, like the littlest things would set me off mm -hmm. and, and, and ruin my day and, mm -hmm. you know, send me spiraling, you know, or, or rev up some, you know, anxiety attack. Like the things that, that 
I can allow in now are so much more. Like I can, I can hold so much more before I start to feel that, that discomfort. Yeah. Mm. And then when I feel it, I know what to do with it because I've been practicing with it on the mat, you know, right. 20 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour every day. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm putting my body, you know, from a physical standpoint, like I'm putting my body in very uncomfortable situations most of the time. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm learning what to do with that and how to learn from that. And, you know, it's an, it, it is a direct correlation and a direct kind of translation into how I can experience discomfort on, on a mental or emotional level as well. Yeah. So for someone who wants to start practicing yoga, doesn't know how, uh, and who maybe doesn't want to like rush off to a yoga studio right away, what would you recommend? For, for the very, very basic beginner, um, you know, never done yoga, never, uh, been to a studio. Um, I, so many people are going to say like, watch a video on YouTube and I'm not going to say that. Um, I think for beginners, um, yoga videos are dangerous. Hmm. Like I'm going to say that I feel as though that, um, you don't get the real experience of yoga if you're not doing it with people. Mm. Um, you know, this is a tradition that is thousands of years old that has only ever been passed down from teacher to student. Um, our culture is not really down with that, which, you know, I get for a lot of reasons. Um, but watching a video online doesn't give you the kind of, um, it doesn't give you the kind of feedback that you actually need in a yoga class. Um, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, lift your heels and turn your hips this way and reach out through this arm and do this and do that, but they can't actually see your body. Mm. And so, um, those cues might not be right for you and, and you could stand to injure yourself or, um, you wouldn't actually get the experience of what they're trying to talk you through. And so um, there's kind of this disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my my kind of thing is like you, you really need to connect with a person, with a person that can see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do, I personally, if you've never, ever done yoga before and you'd like to have, um, like to get started, I will do a free um like 30 minute consultation with you over Skype mm. uh, where I can see your body. I can, I can assess your posture. Um, I can see you in some of the most basic yoga poses um, and, and, and give you direct uh, modifications to the things that your body needs. Mm. Um, you know, it, you know, 30 minutes is a very limited amount of time, but I can give you some starting points um, so that you can feel comfortable going into a class because that's really where, where you're going to, to get it. And, you know, yoga is really big and, and, and the yoga community is really big. There are a lot of teachers, um, and you might not find the one for you right off the bat. Hmm. Um, that that's, I feel like I got lucky. I had one teacher and she's amazing and it's the most wonderful thing ever. (laughs) You know, I didn't realize 
how incredibly lucky I was until I moved to Austin and realized, wow, there are so many different types of teachers and there are so many different styles. Right. And some of these really don't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that the teacher is bad. Sometimes it means that the teacher is bad. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, more than anything, it's a, it's a preference and it's a, um, you know, it's really about a fit. Like, mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's really about what you need uh, and, and what different teachers can offer. And so, you know, I would definitely uh, ask around, like your friends, you, I'm sure you have some friend that's done yoga yeah. um, or you know somebody at work who's done yoga and I'm sure they don't stop talking about it um, because that's what <laughs> happens when you start doing yoga is you don't stop talking about it. Hmm. Um, you know, ask, ask the people that you know and that you trust. Like that, that is one of the best things that you can do and then get on the internet and read reviews. And, you know, we live in a world where we can be hyper educated about something right. before we experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's good and bad sides to that. But if you're concerned about going to a studio, you know, ask around first. See yeah. if there's somebody, you know, and there's plenty of studios and there's plenty of teachers, um, no matter where you are, that would gladly have a phone call with you or, um, you know, meet you five minutes before class and right. let you just kind of check in with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there, as, as the saying goes, like everything you want is on the other side of fear. Um, and for a lot of people, like you have to get over the fear of going into a class. Yeah. Um, and you know, you'll, you will embarrass yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's part of yoga, and and to be quite honest, that's that's part of the Christian journey. Is mm-hmm. you know, Richard Rohr says he asks to be embarrassed every day, mm. um, you know, to 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 be made a fool, and to realize that you know, our egos are not the part of us that that do the best work yeah. for Christ and for other people. Mm. Um, mm. But all, all that being said, I, I definitely, you know, if in the, anybody's listening that wants to start yoga and has not, um, has never done it before or isn't sure where to start, I'm, I'm very glad to, um, to take, you know, Skype appointments, um, and, you know, help guide you in, in that way and just give, give whatever knowledge I have, mm. um, to, to help facilitate you finding a practice um yeah because to me there there is nothing there is nothing more important um than than having these kind of daily practices and and rituals that ground you um in the present moment and mm. and challenge you to 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 really expand yeah um, mm. yeah ah oh, abby thank you yeah. <laughs> this is so good. Thank you, Matthias. Yeah. So your website is abbyrobbinsyoga.com, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, abbyrobbinsyoga.com. And that's Abby with one B and Robbins with one B and an I yes. on Abby. A-B-I-R-O-B-I-N-S. Uh, Y-O-G-A yes. dot com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and people can get into contact with you there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So people can get in contact with me there. You know, I have... Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a contact page on my website and, um, 
you can shoot me an email and then we can start talking and uh, like I said, set up a, a Skype conversation um, or whatever, whatever you need to kind of get, get moving in the right direction and just any way that I can be a support. Mm, I love that. Ah, well, thank you, friend. You're very welcome, friend. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm just thrilled. I think this is great. Again, you can find Abby's work over at her website, abbyrobbinsyoga.com. She has a great blog on there as well. Uh, her Twitter and Instagram are the same name, at abbyrobbinsyoga. Uh, and I'd encourage you to take her up on her offer. Reach out. Set up a Skype session. Start doing yoga. It's great. Uh, it really has uh, helped me in my life phenomenally. Uh, Queerology is on Twitter, at QueerologyPod, or you can tweet me directly, at Matthias Roberts. Uh, and I'd love it if you'd leave a review of Queerology. Uh, you can head over to iTunes and do that, or just head to my website, MatthiasRoberts.com review. That will take you right there. Uh, I'll link up to all of Abby's work on the blog as well, MatthiasRoberts.com. You can just head there, click through, say hi to Abby. Uh, and until next week, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.